Shalom, B'Shem Hashem Na'asev Nasliach. Welcome everyone to our weekly shiur on the Zerah Shemshon, Parashat Vayishlach. Tonight we will be doing Parashat Vayishlach Ot Aleph, the first Ma'amar of the Zerah Shemshon. Before we go any further, a couple of announcements. Number one is please um, join our, our YouTube channel, Rabbi Sakai YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe so that you can be notified every time there's a Shi'ur that comes out, or you can watch it on our dear, 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 dear friends, tornytime.com. It goes up as soon as it's available, or on Spotify. Um, <clears throat> tonight's Shi'ur has been dedicated, Leiluid Nishmat, of course, the Zera Shimshon, Harav Shimshon Chaim Ben Nachman Michael Nachmani, Zechutat Aganalenu. May his merit. Be a melit yosher for all of Am Israel and bring Yeshuot v'Nachamot for all of Am Israel. Those that need to get married should find their zevugim bizmanam, and those that need children, Hashem should give them children. And those that need Yeshuot, may Hashem grant them Yeshuah v'Nachama b'Karov Amen. And it's also dedicated for the Leiluin Nishmat, the Bat Ain, which is actually tonight. Harav Avraham Dov Ber Ait. Um, Harav Avraham Dov Ber, which was a great tzaddik. If we have time left at the end of the shiur, maybe we'll do some uh, small chidush from the Bat Ain himself as well. The Bat Ain was a gadol. Um, there's many, many stories of miraculous things that happen <clears throat> for people that uh, on his yard site would give a seuda and read tehillim or light candles and daven in his zechut. People have seen Literally, people have seen miracles. So may we all be zocheh in those miracles. May Hashem give us Yeshuot v'nechamot. Amen keni ratzon in the zechut of the Bat Ayin. I'm sorry? Am I able to add someone else who passed away recently? Sure, sure. Um, the the Seuda was dedicated to Zerah Shimshon and the Bat Ayin by Mr. Babi Saidian, or Ramin Rabian, um, Solomon Zakinov, and Bezrat Hashem, I, I was Zoha as well to partner up with them as well. So may it be a zakhut for all of us. Shemuel ben Yitzchak. And for the Rufa Shalema of Kol Chole Am Israel, Yehuda ben Afarin, Yosef ben Munavar, Ahava Haya bat Neda, Yonatan Rafael ben Gladi Simha, Haya. Revital Chayabat Gladi Simcha, Betoch Shar Kol Cholam Israel. Okay. The parasha tonight, the Zerah Shimshon brings a midrash. This week's parasha discusses when Yaakov Avinu sends messengers to Esav when they're about to meet on the road. And these messengers that the Torah talks about were angels. Yes, there are some commentaries that say they were actual messengers, but the, but the literal translation of the Torah he was, is Malachim. Yaakov Malachim Lefanav. Yaakov sent Malachim, angels, before him, El to his brother Esav. So there is a midrash that talks about this, and the Zerah Shimshon brings it and asks a follow-up, a couple of follow-up questions that we'll deal with tonight. So as I always say, sometimes the Zerah Shimshon gets a little cryptic, it's a little difficult, so fasten your seatbelts. If you have any questions, don't ask. I don't got any answers. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you have any questions, we can try to uh, answer them as well. Katuv Midrash Rabbah, it says, in Bereshit Rabbah Ein Hei, it says, Vaishlach Yaakov Malachim, Yaakov send messengers or Malachim, angels. Amar Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina. Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina says, says, Hagar Shivchat Sarah. Hagar, who was the maidservant of Sarah Imenu, the wife of Avraham Avinu, Nizdamenu lah Chamisha Malachim. Five different angels came to her when she was in need. One after the other. How do we know? Because Rabbi Yossi Bar 
Rabbi Hanina says, there is, five, there is four times Lashon Amira. There is four times in the parasha, in the time when the parasha, the Torah is talking about Hagar, and when she had left Avraham Avinu's house, if you guys remember, when Sarah Menu couldn't become pregnant, and Hagar became pregnant instead, it says that Hagar looked down upon Sarah Menu because she's pregnant now, and Sarah Menu was never, she was, she was not Zohar to have kids yet, right, to become pregnant. So therefore, Avraham Avinu sent her out of the house. And over there, an angel comes and speaks to her, and there's four times that it says, Vayomer, 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 and so said. And one time it says an angel came to talk to her, and that's five. So Rabbi Yossi Bar Hanina says, from here we see that there were five different, five different angels that came to help Hagar. Right? So it says, the Midrash is saying, Hagar had five angels. Yaakov Avinu, who was beloved by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Hagar wasn't beloved by Hashem. Right? She, she was looking down on Sarai Menu. She was definitely not someone that was beloved by Hashem. So he's saying, Yaakov Avinu, who was beloved by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, alachat kama kama. So much more so that had real angels come to assist him in the time of need. So this Midrash is trying to prove from what we call a Kalva Chomer. Please help me with what Kalva Chomer is in English. Deduction, logical deduction. I don't know what they call it. It's, in English, it's called Kalva Chomer. Very simple. It ain't but there. You know, we're not going to go ahead and change it up because it makes more sense. To, you know, we're not going to call football soccer like some people did. It's football. So it's Kalva Chomer. Kalva Chomer basically is a logical deduction. Meaning you use a scenario and say, if in this case, if in this case so-and-so happened, in that other case, how much more so it would happen? So in our case here, we're saying, if Hagar that was not so beloved by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, merited having angels come and help her, Yaakov Avinu who was the pillar of the patriarchs, how much more so Hashem would send real angels to assist them? That's a Kalvachomer, right? And then it goes further. And more, the Midrash says, by Eliezer. Eliezer, who was the servant of Avraham Avinu. It says, by Eliezer, melachim. doesn't say how many, but the Midrash says, few malachim came to help him out. When? This is when Eliezer wanted to bring back Rivkai Menu with him to marry Yitzchak Avinu. Isaac, it says over there that there were angels helping him, one of which that saved Eliezer's life. You guys remember when that was that Eliezer had his life saved? By the meal, by the meal, when they were about to, you know, <laughs> his future in-laws were about to poison him, <laughs> poison him. No, I'm not making any hints over here, okay? <laughs> But his future in-laws were mamash wicked people. Before he even, not his, his in-laws, sorry. Yitzchak Avinu's future, like, like in-laws, so to speak, right? They, they had poisoned the food, and a malach comes and does the switcheroo on them. Switches the wine cups, and Betuel ends up drinking from the cup that had the poison in it. And that's why if you see in the parasha, they, when he wants to leave with Rivka, they say to him, wait for this time being and then leave. And they point out what was the time being. They were Avalim. They wanted them to wait for the time of Avalut to be over and then leave. Because Betuel had just died. Or Betuel had just been killed by Lavan. If you want to be more technical, right? Poisoned by Lavan. So over there, there were Malachim helping Eliezer to convince, to do things, to convince Betuel and Lavan... Betuel being the father and Lavan being the brother, to let Rivkai Menu come home with Eliezer and marry Yitzchak. 
So over there it says, with Eliezer, who was the servant of Abraham, Hashem sent angels. One more Kalva Chomer. With Avraham Avinu, he was the beloved of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So much more so that Hashem would send real angels to help him in a time of need to send to Esav. These were two Kalvachomers that the Midrash uses in the name of um, Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina. Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina brings these two Kalvachomers to tell us that Yaakov Avinu actually used real angels to send to his brother Esav. Claro so far? Okay. Bueno? Bueno. Continues the Midrash. Amar Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says, Ketanan shel ha-shevatim. The youngest. Oh, sorry. Amar Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says, Yosef ketanan shel ha-shevatim. Yosef HaTzadik, who was the youngest of the Shevatim, by the way, even though Yosef HaTzadik wasn't the youngest of the Shevatim, right? The youngest is Binyamin, but quite often in, in, in text, in Torah text, Yosef is referred to as Ktanan Shel Shevatim, the younger of the Shevatim, because he was the younger of the Shevatim, right? So he was the younger one of the Shevatim. Hayan is Damenulo Shloshamalachim. Yosef HaTzadik had three angels. That came to assist him. Now, Zeh, this one, Yaakov Avinu, Shahu Avihen Shel Kulan, Yaakov Avinu, who was the father of all the Shevatim, Alachat Kama Vekama, so much more so that he would have real Malachim help him. Again, it's another Kalvachomer, but this Kalvachomer was by Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi, Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina and Rabbi Yossi kind of have like a Difference of opinion, where you learn from that Yaakov Avinu had real angels. Rabbi um, Chama Bar Hanina learns from Eliezer and Hagar. Rabbi Yossi learns from Yosef HaTzadik. Right? When did Yosef HaTzadik have Malachim assist him? Not in the pit? Not in the dungeon? When Yaakov Avinu sent him looking for his brothers, right? Over there, there is, there is three different mentions of Ish, Ha'ish, that man. So those three mentions of the man, there were three different Malachim, right? That were trying to help, so to speak, deter Yosef HaTzadik, which we will, we will discuss. So he says, Yesh we have to understand something here. Mat Why do we need a Kalva Chomer here? Why do we need that? In Beferush Ne'emar, Vaifkeubo Malache Elohim, Vayomer Yaakov Kasher Aham Ma'ane Elohim Ze, Machane Elohim Ze, Vayigra Shem Hamagom Haho, Mahanaim. Right? The next Pesukim over there just says that Yaakov Avinu. It says, the Malachim of Hashem came to Yaakov Avinu, and Hashem seeing them said, Oh, this is the encampment of God, and he called it the camp of Hashem. Right? So, yo. The Pasuk, the Zerashim Shon is saying, the Pasuk clearly says, Hashem saw Malachim, and he said, Oh, this is the house of God, because there's Malachim here. So, uh, why do we need the Kalvachomer over here? What do we need to deduce from Yosef HaTzadik, from Eliezer, from Hagar? The Pasuk says Malachim directly, like he saw the angels of God. Why do I need the Kalva Chomer? Lomar, I love this. This is only the Zerashim shown like so detailed. Y'all listen. I like it a lot. A lot. It's brought down in Midrash Rabbah in Ain Daled. Shishim ribom al achim hayu chalim umragadim lifnei Yaakov Avinu. 600,000 malachim were dancing in front of Yaakov Avinu when he was coming back to Eretz Israel. He was on his way back to Yerushalayim. He was on his way back to Eretz Israel. And he says the, the Midrash says 600,000 malachim had come to greet him and welcome him back to Eretz Israel. 
הדהוד הכתיב, this is why it says, ויאמר יעקב כאשר רחם מחנה אלוקים זה. That's why it says יעקב אבינו saw מחנה אלוקים, the encampment of God, ואין מחנה פחות משישים ריבו. And we have proof, textual proof from elsewhere that a מחנה is not less than 600,000. 600,000 makes an encampment. Less than 600,000 is not called an encampment. One of the places we know is from Har Sinai. B'nai Yisrael encamped Neget Har, and we say, how many were there? 600,000, that's a machane, that's an encampment, right? So too here. So he says there were 600,000 angels dancing before Yaakov Avinu when he was coming into Eretz Yisrael. That's a machane. Now listen to this. Ulefi Zeh, he says, according to this, לא היה יכול יעקב לקח מאלו. יעקב אבינו could not take from these angels to send as messengers. למה? Why? Because שאינו מן הראוי wouldn't be okay לפגום במחנה שכינה to take away from the שכינה's, the encampment of the שכינה. שאין השורה על פחות מ-60 ריבו. Because when there is 600,000, the Shekhinah resides upon that encampment. If you take from the 600,000, you are, what are you doing? You're taking the Shekhinah away. The Shekhinah would leave. So if you're making it less than 600,000 in the encampment, you're basically excluding the Shekhinah. So it says Yaakov Avinu couldn't do that. He couldn't take from that 600,000 people. Sorry, 600,000 angels. Because they had brought the Shekhinah down. If you would have taken away from the 600,000, you would be missing the Shekhinah. So what? Yaakov needed extra Malachim to send to Esav Achiv, to his brother Esav. Therefore, he says, the Midrash needs a Kalva Chomer to tell us, how do we know that Yaakov Avinu used actual angels? Malachim? From these Kalva Chomers. Aye. We already know that Yaakov Avinu had 600,000 angels at his disposal. Yeah, we couldn't use those. He couldn't use those. Because taking away from those would be taking away from the Shekhinah. And you can't do that. Wow, I love that. I love that. I love it. I don't care what you all think. I love it. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, we're not done yet. Dejmo. But wait. Ella. That no one knows what that is, I'm old. Ela Dakati, he says, however, still, a dying cachet, it's still something is not, doesn't settle. What's Rabbi Yossi arguing with Rabbi Chama here? Rabbi Chama brings two Kalvachomers. We said one from Hagar and the other one from. Eliezer. Rabbi Yossi comes and says, we learned the Kalva Chomer from Yosef. If you're not arguing with him, just leave it as it is. We have two Kalva Chomers, very nice, from Hagar and Eliezer, that we learned that Yaakov Avinu sent angels. The fact that you're bringing Yosef as a Kalva Chomer means you don't agree with the Kalva Chomers of Rabbi Chama. Why? So he says, Ve'od, and furthermore, למה לשבחה ועבד נזדמן עליהם מלאכים יותר ליוסף שהיה כל כך חשוב וצדיק? He says, why is it that for Hagar, who was a maidservant, you have more מלאכים sent to her than Yosef הצדיק, who was a צדיק? You have three מלאכים for Yosef הצדיק, and for Hagar you have five. Isn't there some kind of a mistake here? You know, why does Hagar deserve five different angels to come and tell her to go back home and give her a blessing from Hashem? And for Yosef HaTzadik, only, he only gets three? Yosef HaTzadik, I mean, he got the title Tzadik for a reason. Be'od Kasheh, he says, furthermore, Lama Rabbi Chama mevi sheter ayot mehagar meliezer? Why is it Rabbi Chama brings two different proofs? or Kalva Chomas, from Hagar and Eliezer, one would have been enough. Just either use Hagar as a proof, or use Eliezer. 
Why do you need to bring two? So you have to understand, every time the Chachamim would do a Kalva Chomer, or bring a proof from somewhere, it, it wasn't just thrown out there. It's very, very calculated. That's why the Zerah Shimshon is asking. Rabbi Yossi brought only one. Rabbi Chama brings two. Why? Why do you need the two? If you can get your case proven with one, just bring one. Just use Hagar or Eliezer. Why do you need the two? So far so good. Any questions? Fantastic. Fantastic. So he says, Angels. Hagar needed five angels. Listen to this. It just gets more and more beautiful. For Hagar, you needed five malachim. Because what happened with Hagar? Hagar saw that she became pregnant and Sarai Menu did not become pregnant. What was she thinking in her mind? I'm better than her. I'm more righteous than her. If Sarai Menu was righteous, she would have been able to conceive. Obviously, her inside is not like her outside. She acts righteous, but she's not really righteous. Or else, why would Hashem prevent her from having children? I, on the other hand, I'm only a maidservant. I'm not even his real wife, so to speak. I was a maidservant first, and boom, I'm pregnant. And she was really embarrassing Sarah because she was not to have children. As it says, when she saw, the Pasuk says in Bereshit Tetzain, she saw that she became pregnant and she became lowered in her eyes. This is where the Persians get the terminologies, sabok sangin. This is what it is. Kal means light. She became light in her eyes. So in Persian, they would say, sabogesh mikad. Sabok means light. Sangin means respect. Right? That's the word kavod in Hebrew. Kaved means heavy. Right? So, and she became light in her eyes. As Rashi says over there, she, was, she thought, she felt that Sarai Menu was not a tzaddiket. Therefore, she got five malachim. So the malachim didn't really come. The number of malachim weren't really for Hagar. They were really for Sarai Menu. Why? Hashem sent five malachim. Lirmoz. To hint to Hagar, hey, Shema Sarah The reason Sarah cannot have children yet is because she is not Sarah, she's Sarai. She does not have the letter He in her name, which is the numerical value of five. And Hashem was telling Hagar, as soon as she gets the Ot Hey added to her name, and she goes from Sarai to Sarah, she's going to have children. Watch her now. She will have children. So that when she goes back, she shouldn't dare disrespect Sarah again. What did I tell you? Amazing, huh? That's crazy, huh? Now we, like a regular person, would not probably take a hint of angels. Wouldn't even know angels if they hit him in the face. Right? We wouldn't. But in that generation, even Hagar would take that hint and understand. Five, hey, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Clicked. You're right? she understood? What? You're saying Hagar understood. For show! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But remember when she left? Like, I don't remember exactly what happened. She's like literally in the desert under that tree. Am I thinking about the right thing? That was later. That was the second time. Okay. That was the second time, yeah. This is when she's pregnant. That's when she already had Ishmael and Ishmael was being evil. Yeah. And Sarai Menu said, Ishmael has to leave because Yitzchak cannot be hanging around with a wicked person. That was different. That was different. At that time, Hashem actually told Avram Avinu, listen to Sarah. Send them out. Mm -hmm. Right? 
Here, that didn't happen. Here, Sarah just sent her out. Umata. Now that we have that answer as to why Hagar gets five angels, right? Umata, Rabbi Chama. Now we were saying we had some questions. Why did Rabbi Chama bring two proofs, not one? Right? Why does Rabbi Chama use Hagar and Eliezer? And why does Rabbi Yossi use Yosef at Sadiq? Rabbi Chama, Mevira Aya. Rabbi Chama brings his evidence, his proof that Yaakov Avinu, he wanted to prove that Yaakov Avinu got real angels to go to Esav, right? He brought his proof, Mehagar from Hagar, Hagar got angels to go to her in order to convince her, not convince her, to like kind of calm her, right? What did the angels end up telling Hagar? Listen, Hashem has heard your prayer. Go back. Go back and be the maidservant of Sarah and Abraham because Hashem is going to make the person that you're pregnant with a great nation. Right? So basically, the angels came to put her mind at ease. Do not worry. All you have to remember, don't be disrespectful to Sarah. As long as you're not disrespectful to Sarah, you're going to have a child that's going to be great, that's going to be this, that's going to be that. You're going to be blessed. Right? Who wouldn't want to live in Abraham Avinu's home? Right? Okay. So these angels came to what? To put her at ease, put her mind at ease, at heart at ease. Shaya nirela liyot aluvami Sarah. That it was it seemed that she was being that she was being insulted by Sarah. As the Midrash says on the Pasuk, right? Over there, there's naming of a bear a, of, a, of a well, and it says um, the name of it was when Yitzchak Avinu went, Yitzchak Avinu actually went to get Hagar a second time to marry Avraham Avinu. We see later on that Avraham Avinu marries a woman by the name of Thank you. Keturah. And uh, then all the Mepharshim say that Getura was Hagar. And the reason why she's called Getura is because she did Teshuvah. And she had become a better person. And Abraham Avinu marries her again. Right? It's brought down in Midrashim that she actually did Teshuvah. Yishmael later on does Teshuvah. Mamash like real Teshuvah. And they repent and they become good people. Right? <clears throat> so Be'er Lachai Ro'i Otashi Yashva Al Be'er. It's talking about the person that sat by that Be'er. Va'amra and said, Lachai ha'olamim. Lachai ro'i says, Lachai ha'olamim. To the one that's living, the forever living, meaning God. She was talking to God. Re'e See in my, like, she was, she was asking Hashem to see her suffering and how much she's being insulted and hurt. Now, and her tefillah was answered. Even though she was the one who had sinned towards Sarah. She was the one who had been wrong. Sarah Menu wasn't wrong. She was looking down at Sarah Menu. She was making Sarah Menu suffer, so to speak. But even with all of that, Hashem still accepted her tefillot. Not only accepted her tefillah, her son Ishmael became great, and Ishmael had children that were great heads of heads of nations, right? And um, and Hagar also later on was zochet to do teshuva. That just goes to show. It really goes to show. Number one, there is not one tefillah that is ever ignored by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Never underestimate the power of tefillot. No matter where you are in your life, no matter how down you feel in life, never underestimate the power of a tefillah. Right? Even though this was technically by a person that was not such a good person. And not in a good, per- not a good place in life either. Right? But she cried to Hashem from the bottom of her heart. And look at what the outcome was. Like, greatness beyond belief. Like, you almost kind of look back and like, why? You know? But that's how Kadosh Baruch Hu is. He sees the person at that moment. At that moment... 
that the person is, uh, is praying. And the second thing that we learn is um, we have to be very, very careful. We have to be very, very sensitive towards everyone. Always. Always be sensitive. Even though Sarai Menu, Mamash did nothing wrong. She, she was not in the wrong here. Hagar was in the wrong, right? She was being disrespectful to, her, to the wife of her, what? Uh, uh, she was a maidservant. You know what I mean? So she was the hostess, head hostess. I don't know what you, what you call them. She was the queen, huh? No, but Sarai Menu was the head of the household. So she was being disrespectful to her, you know, head, the head of the household. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you reconcile that, right? Even though she was in the wrong, she was being disrespectful to someone of such caliber. But at the same time, because Sarai Menu says like somehow she felt hurt, Hashem accepted her tefillot. That's how much we have to be careful to be sensitive towards everyone. Everyone. And I don't mean you have to, a person doesn't have to go out of their way sometimes to like, um, kind of, uh, uh, like in every situation, find a way to uh, uh, appease someone. Sometimes all you got to do is just say nothing and just walk away. And that's the most sensitive thing a person can do. Sometimes someone could be bashing at you be in an angry way saying the wrongest things to you. You don't have to appease them necessarily if they're completely in the wrong, but you don't have to fight them either and jump at them either. You just you say nothing. You just say nothing. You know? And I would say you daven at that same time. Anyway, continuing. Someone had a question? She, I don't know if she vocalized it. I'm not sure if she vocalized, if Hagar vocalized the fact that she feels more righteous. But the Torah says that Sarai Menu saw that she was looking down at her. Obviously, she was doing something. You know, a, a, a head of a household knows when the maid is not listening to her, is not paying attention to her. Like, hey, who are you to tell me, you know, uh, to bring you tea? You know, something like that. Kind of like that kind of attitude. It's like, hey, you weren't able to get, get, give birth and hey, your husband with me, I'm able to give birth and all of a sudden something, something's not right. You know, you're not wanted around here. Why would I have to bring you your food? That kind of an attitude was being given off to Sarah Emenu where Sarah Emenu was feeling like, hold on a second, uh, someone's like, uh, someone does not realize their position. Right? And it was really hurting her. It was hurting her not because she felt disrespected. It was hurting her more because she really felt she doesn't have children. And she felt hurt by the fact that someone was looking down at her because of that. That's what was hurting Sarai Menu. Sarai Menu was in the, was in, was in the level she could care less what people think of her. You think Sarai Menu cared what Hagar thinks of her? She was just hurting because she wanted children so badly. She wanted to have a Bait Ne'eman with Avram Avinu and to have someone kind of like um, um, scrutinizing her huh? With, with her looks and her attitude. Because of it, it was really hurting her and she couldn't take it anymore. So it says, So Rabbi Chama So therefore, Rabbi Chama brought, so we're explaining why Rabbi Chama brought the example of Hagar. It says, when Hagar, even though Hagar was wrong here, still her tefillah was answered. And then Yitzchak Havinu goes and brings her back. Right? So therefore, Rabbi Chama is bringing this Kalvachomer like this, saying, She said, this Yaakov Avinu, Shehu Ohavo Shel Bayit, that is beloved by Hashem. Shelo Chata Klal Neged Esav. Who never did anything wrong to Esav, really. Shareha brachot, because if you look at the brachot that Yaakov Avinu took from Yitzchak Avinu, right? Afshi Yitzchak bigish levarechet Esav, even though Yitzchak Avinu wanted to really bless Esav, 
הרי לא עשה כן מחמד ששנא לעשו ורצה לעלבו. He didn't do this because he wanted to hurt עשו. He didn't do it because he hated עשו. רק לקחם בציווי אמו. He only took them because he was ordered by his mother, רבקה אמנו. Right? He didn't do anything wrong to עשו because he hated him. Or he despised him. He only did it because his mother told him to. Which, even without that, the brachot were rightfully his. Because he was technically the firstborn. Right? Ukmoken, and the same, the same was true with the Bechorah, with the firstborn rights that Yaakov Avinu bought, traded with Esav, so the firstborn right was rightfully Yaakov Avinu's. He took it for the sake of heaven, because he didn't want this Rasha, Esav, Omedu Magriv, because why was, why was Yaakov Avinu interested in the firstborn rights anyway? Right? What was the big deal? Who's the firstborn? Like, what, was, what was so special about being the firstborn? You think it was the, he wanted the inheritance? That's not what it was. He wanted because the firstborn was going to become the Kohen, the priest, and the firstborns were allowed to bring korbanot for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he wanted the right of his ancestors bringing korbanot for Hashem. So Yaakov Avinu was saying, I don't want this Rasha Esav and his children to be the Kohanim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does he want with Kehuna? And he was right. What did Esav say to Yaakov Avinu? He said, who, want, who wants the Bechorah here? Take it. Give me the soup. Take the Bechorah. Who cares? He didn't even care for it. So really, Yaakov Avinu never really tried to hurt Esav in any way. Vim can. So if so, How much more so Yaakov Avinu can use real angels to, sell to, to send to Esav to be safe from him so that Esav shouldn't come and hurt him to come and abuse him so that Yaakov Avinu could be at ease in his mind so Rabbi Chama is saying just like angels were sent to put Hagar at ease because Hagar was upset that if she goes back home Sarai Menu is going to still abuse her Right? Angels were sent to her to say, don't worry, go back home, everything's going to be fine. Go back home. Right? So much more so here, Yaakov Avinu, never, and, and Hagar, Hagar was the one in the wrong. She was the one who was offending Sarai Menu. How much more so here, Yaakov Avinu wasn't in the wrong. He did everything right. And he wanted to, his mind to be at ease that Esau's not going to attack him. How much more so in this situation Hashem would send Malachim to help Yaakov Avinu, to put his mind at ease. If Hashem did it for Agar, he'll do it for Yaakov Avinu. Do you understand the Kalva Chomer now? So right now the Zerash, do you understand the Kalva Chomer? Right now the Zerash Shimshon explained why Rabbi Chama brought the Kalva Chomer from Hagar compared to Yaakov. Because both cases, they needed to ease their minds. It was needed for that situation. One of them didn't really deserve it, Hagar, but she still got it. So Rabbi Chama says, Yaakov Avinu, who deserves it? He was a tzaddik, he didn't even do anything wrong. How much more so Hashem would send him real malachim? That's one. That's Hagar. Who's the second one? Eliezer. Right? Did you have a question, Shana, in the back? Okay. Rabbi Chama. Rabbi Chama said, Eliezer. נזדמנו מלאכים, אליעזר had מלאכים to him, כדי להפוך דעת לבן ובתואל שיסכימו עמו, ויהיה לו נחת רוח בזה לעשות שליחותו. אליעזר needed מלאכים to help him convince רבקה אמנו's family to let רבקה אמנו leave with him and go to יצחק אבין. That's what אליעזר needed. That was his need. The Malachim came to help him take Rivka back home with him. They didn't want to send Rivka back home. As we see in the Parsha, they said, listen, you stay here with us. Let Rivka stay with his family. Right? And they tried to do that. How? By trying to killing him. They tried to poison Eliezer so that Rivka doesn't need to leave. Right? So angels were needed there to convince, quote unquote, the family to let Rivka leave. And this would give him, put his mind at ease and give him the comfort that he needed so that he has been successful as the messenger of Avraham Avinu. To bring a wife back for Yitzchak Avinu. This was his, Eliezer's 
like it was his mission. He wanted to be successful in this mission. Even though this wouldn't really, Lavan and Metuel couldn't really stop Rivka Menu from marrying Yitzchak so much. Why? Because Rivka herself said, I want to leave. She was okay with it. She wanted to leave. So really, the angels weren't really that much needed to convince anybody because she was going to leave anyway. Because Rashi says on the Pasuk, Rivka said, I'm going to go. Rashi says that, yeah, she was telling them that even if you don't believe, even if you don't let me, I'm going to go. And this was all because of the Malach that Eliezer had that Abraham Avinu sent with him. So that the woman, meaning Rivka Imenu, would be convinced to go back with him. And even, so even goes even further. says, even if Rivka Imenu wouldn't go back with Eliezer, he could have taken a wife for Yitzchak Avinu from the, from the children of Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre, who were good people at that time also. So it wasn't, uh, you know, as thing as at least in Eliezer's mind, okay, it's not the worst thing. If she doesn't go back, I'll have others to go. He didn't know that Hashem wants only Rivka, right? He's trying to find a Shiduch. So if this girl doesn't go back, another girl, right? So therefore, with all of that, even though it wasn't so needed to have angels with Eliezer, Hashem still sent send him angels for him. So therefore, there's a Kamal Chomer. How much more so Yaakov Avinu could have the right to use real angels to also convince Esav. So you see here, Eliezer needed angels to convince Betuel and Lavan. Yaakov Avinu needed angels to convince Esav not to fight. Not only not to hurt him and, 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 and abuse him, to also have Esav agree, this is the convincing part. He wanted the angels to convince Esav about the brachot, about the blessings that he took. That's what was making Esav upset. Yaakov Avinu wanted Esav to once and for all say, Nushet You know, you deserve the blessings, you got them, but te'avon. Right? I accept that the brachot are yours. Yaakov Avinu wanted to hear Esav really say, okay, the brachot are yours, fair and clear, fair and square. I'm okay with it. So he needed convincing. So Eliezer needed angels to convince Betuel and Lavan. Yaakov Avinu wanted angels to convince Esav about these things. That's why he brings the second kavachomer of Eliezer for two things. Hagar needed to be, for her mind to be put at ease so that she can go back. Yaakov Avinu needed his mind to be put at ease also, right? That Esav's not going to hurt him. And then Yaakov Avinu also wanted to convince Esav to agree with him. Eliezer was convincing Lavan and Betuel. So therefore, Rabbi Chama uses two different scenarios from before to compare to Yaakov Avinu to say, just like they got angels, and they were nowhere near the caliber of Yaakov Avinu, of course Yaakov Avinu gets angels. That Rashi over there says, Ala pasuk, Yehi lecha asher lach. The Pasuk over there says, Yaakov Avinu offers Esav things. And Esav says, Yehi lecha asher lach. Whatever is yours shall be yours. Over there, the Mepharshim say, that's when Esav agreed to Yaakov Avinu, Nushajunet. The brachot that you got shall be yours. Enjoy. That's when Esav finally said, I agree, fine. You deserve the brachot. I'm okay with it. Yaakov Avinu didn't want to have those brachot still lingering somehow. Esav thinking that they're his. So he needed him to come out straight and say, you know what? 
Agreed? They're yours. And he got the angels to help him with that. She says, that's why Rabbi Chama brings these two proofs, one from Agar and the other from Eliezer. Hilkach. He brings these, these proofs. Yaakov Avinu needed these two things to happen for him, which were both of them just like Eliezer and, and Hagar. One was similar to the story of Hagar, the other similar to the story of Eliezer. To put Hagar's mind at ease, and Yaakov needed to. Yaakov also needed to have his mind put at ease. And also he needed to change Esav's mind about the brachot, convincing that the brachot were rightfully his. So now, we understood now why Rabbi Chama brings two different Kalvachomers. One from Eliezer, the other one from Hagar, to tell us why Yaakov Avinu needed to, why, why we needed, um, um, why, sorry, um, Rabbi Chama brings the case of Hagar and Eliezer to show us Yaakov Avinu also used real angels. To prove it, you learn from Akavah Homer from Hagar and Eliezer, right? Why Davka, Hagar, and Eliezer? And the Zerah Shimshon told us because Hagar's scenario and Eliezer's scenario were similar to the two needs that Yaakov Avinu had. One, Hagar needed appeasement and Eliezer needed convincing of Betuel and, and Lavan. Therefore, Yaakov Avinu needed these two things. So Rabbi Chama uses these two cases to compare to Yaakov. Is that, did I make that comparison clear? That's a question that we're going to get to. That was one of the questions. Oh. Right now, we answered the question as to why Rabbi Chama needed to prove from these particular cases that Yaakov Avinu right. used real angels. Why these two? Because they were similar to Yaakov's right. needs. Okay. So now, Rabbi Yo now, we had Rabbi Yossi that said, we learned from Yosef HaTzadik. And Zerah Shimshon asked, why are they arguing? Why doesn't Rabbi Yossi just use the same Kavachom as Rabbi Chama used from Eliezer and Hagar? Why learn from Yosef HaTzadik? What's so different about it? Okay, so he says, Rabbi Yossi, elu en Rabbi Yossi felt that you can't really bring proof from Hagar and Eliezer. <clears throat> for, for Yaakov Avinu sending real angels. Why? Because you, can, you could dismiss the Kav Chomer. How? It's because sometimes in Gemara, this happens a lot. You can dismiss the Kav Chomer by saying, hold on a second. They might have some common denominators, but there is one common denominator that's missing. And if there is one common denominator missing, you can't compare the two scenarios. So we said... Hagar and Eliezer have similarities with Yaakov because Yaakov Avinu had needs that Hagar and Eliezer had also. But Rabbi Yossi says, hold on, but they were missing something. And because of that thing missing, you can't compare to Hagar and Eliezer. What was it? Because both Hagar and Eliezer were doing in those scenes, they were doing the will of Hashem. How so? Because what did Hashem really want? Hashem wanted Hagar to go back to Abraham. That's what Hashem wanted. He wanted her to go back home. That's why the Malach said <clears throat> to Hagar, go back home and you will have a child that's going to become great. Why? Because Hashem told the Malach, tell her, I want her to go back home. If she goes, she's going to have a wonderful child. Right? And also Eliezer. Because Hashem wanted Eliezer to only bring Rivka home. Because it was only dependent on that. And that one was the one that was fit for Yitzchak Avinu. So therefore, those cases, both of them, it was a shilichut. It was a mission by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Eliezer and Hagar, both of them were being told to do what Hashem wanted them to do. 
תאמר ביעקב ששלח מלאכים לעשו, לא היה רצונו של מרום בכך. However, this is going to blow your minds. When Yaakov Avinu sent messengers to Esav, that's not what Hashem wanted. Hashem did not want Yaakov Avinu to send messengers or angels to Esav. So he says, how could you compare Hagar and Eliezer? In the case of Hagar and Eliezer, Hashem agreed with what they were doing. That's why they got angels. But by Yaakov, Hashem didn't want Yaakov to send angels. So you can't, compare, you can't make a Kalvachomer with ya- Yaakov Avinu and Hagar and Eliezer. Because Yaakov wasn't doing the will of Hashem by sending angels to Esav. How so? Because there's a Midrash Rabbah that says, Yashan Haya. Esav, the dragon was asleep. And you woke him up. Hashem was saying, Yaakov, just go back home. Just ignore completely the elephant in the room. He'll get over it. Don't wake him up. Don't let him know that you're actually thinking about this. Don't let him know that you still remember what happened. Just go home. I've told you to go home. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Yaakov Avinu in a dream, in a, in, a, in a prophecy, it's time for you to go back home. What are you doing sending messages to yourself? Now he's going to know that you care. Now he's going to know that you're thinking about it. Now he's actually going to try to do something maybe. Hashem didn't want Yaakov Avinu to send the angels. That's not, that was not by the command of Hashem. Yaakov Avinu decided to do that himself. Hashem never told him to do that. Right? What? What do you mean go back home? Because he didn't speak to Esau yet. He didn't get the bracha yet. And then he didn't leave until after he got the bracha. No, no, no. Right now, Yaakov Avinu is going back home to Eretz Israel from Lavan's house after 22 years. He's going back home and he's afraid of what he's going to meet on the way. Because Esav, 22 years ago, he wanted to kill him for taking the brachot. So now he's sending him messengers, these angels, to convince him and so on and so forth. So the, so the Zerah Shimshon is saying, he didn't tell him not to do that. It was never told by Hashem for him to do it. Hagar was being told by Hashem to go back home. Eliezer, Hashem wanted Eliezer to bring Rivka, so Hashem sent the angels for Eliezer's help. Here, Yaakov Avinu by himself sent these angels. So it wasn't the Ratzon of Hashem. That was not Hashem's will. Hashem still sent the angels as we will see, but it wasn't really His will. Right? So he says, when this case, it's not Hashem's will, you can't compare it to two cases that was Hashem's will. Hagar and Eliezer. Is that clear, the question? Yes? Okay. So he says, And because of this, Rabbi Yossi Ra... Hevi Rabbi Yossi Ra'aya Af Mi Yosef. Rabbi Yossi brought a proof from Yosef HaTzadik. Why? Shagam Shaya Ratzono Shara Kadosh Baruch Hu Shelech LeMitzrayim. This is beautiful. It says, because even though Hashem wanted Yosef to go to Mitzrayim, that was the whole plan. Yosef HaTzadik was supposed to go to Mitzrayim, was supposed to become the Paro, he saved the world. That was his mission. Even though Hashem wanted Yosef HaTzadik to go to Mitzrayim, oy oy oy. says, but still Hashem sent him three malachim. Hashem wanted him to know about the hatred of his brothers for him not to go. This is the love HaKadosh Baruch Hu had for Yosef HaTzadik. Even though Yosef HaTzadik was supposed to go to Mitzrayim, he still sent them angels on the way to deter him. To let him know, your brothers don't have the love that you have for them right now. They don't have towards you. Be ready for what you're about to meet. So Yosef HaTzadik also, it wasn't the Ratzon of Hashem. He was also going to his brothers against the will of Hashem, so to speak. To say his dream. After he had already said his dream, the brothers had already had some Animosity. His father sent him, but Hashem didn't want him to go. So Hashem sent him Malachim to deter him. What did the Malach say? He didn't say they're not here. He Malach said they have left from you, meaning he was trying to hint to them they're not 
where you're standing. They've, they've, they've given up on you. They don't want you. Three different malachim tried to deter Yosef HaTzadik. So he says, so therefore Rabbi Yossi brings proof from Yosef HaTzadik. Just like Yosef HaTzadik, Hashem's will wasn't for him to go to his brothers. Here too, Hashem's will wasn't for Yaakov Avinu to send the messengers. So Rabbi Yossi uses these two scenarios to compare to each other. That's why he uses the Kalva Homer of Yosef instead of Hagar and, and Eliezer. Because Yosef's case matches better. Because both of them, Hashem's will wasn't with them. Hashem didn't want Yaakov to send Malachim. And Hashem didn't want Yosef to go to his brothers. Right? Therefore, Rabbi Yossi uses those. Now, and we said, Yosef HaTzadik only got three angels. Hagar got five. How could Hagar get five and Yosef get three? So he says, He says, we said Hagar got five angels. Why? Not because she was any special in Hashem's eyes, but the five represented the letter, hey, that was going to be added to Sarai Menu to become Sarai instead of Sarai. But Yosef, he got three angels to represent what? Hashem was telling him, the hardship that you're going to about to go through was for the three different mistakes you have made towards your brothers. Yosef HaTzadik said Lashon Hara about his brothers in three different scenarios. One, he said that they're saying that they're tormenting the children of the maidservants, Bene Bilha and Zilpa, right? That the other brothers, the, the sons of Laimenu, uh, are tormenting the sons of Bilha and Zilpa. And he went to his father and told him about it. And the other one was, he went to his father and he said that they're eating ever minachai, they're eating, uh, they're eating uh, pieces of meat that was taken from a living animal while the animal was still alive and it was ripped off from them. And the third one was um, um, ever minachai, um, um, and, um, hey, hey, hold on, just, just drew a blank, one second. We're, we're... Mm. sorry. And they were, they were, they were Choshed, he was, he was, um, 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 putting them under, under doubt for, for arayot, meaning doing um, um, immorality, for immorality. He was telling his father that they're being immoral with different women, things like that, all three of which have many explanations as that they were not so true, that's not what was happening. And therefore Hashem sent him three angels to to give him a hint that the fact that you're going to go through what you're about to go through is because of these three different things that you have brought upon yourself. Um, would that be would that be called an allegation then? Something that is like a rumor that is not true. Right, right. That's what was happening. Exactly. So that um, Baruch Adonai le'olam, amen amen. Did I, did I answer all the questions clearly for everyone to understand that? Yes? Okay, so now, as we said, because tonight is the yurt side of the Bat Ain, right? I wanted to like share just a small little Devar Torah from the Bat Ain on the Parsha as well. It's a great, great segula. Many people have had many Yeshuot ben Achamot for... Praying tonight in the zechut of the Bat Ayin, lighting candles, saying some tehillim tomorrow in his zechut, giving tzedakah, and the se'udah that we had tonight uh, may be accepted by Hashem. Maybe we see Yeshuot ben Echamot for Kol Am Yisrael. Just, just, just in short, he says about the pasuk, Ko tamurun la'adoni le'esav, ko amar avdecha ya'agovim lavan garti ve'acharat ata. He says that, um, when, when Yaakov Avinu sent the messengers, sent the angels to Esav, he said to the angels to tell Esav, So you shall say to my master Esav, to my Adon Esav, So has says your servant Yaakov. Right? But that's what the Pasuk says. So he says, 
He says reshaim. He brings down that we know that reshaim have it, have it well and comfortable in this world. The wicked have it comfortable and well in this world. And in the next world they don't. Tzaddikim is the opposite. In this world they have it hard, it's hardship. But the next world, which is the real world, the main world, that's where they have comfort and greatness. That's the difference. So he says, however, the, the, way, the, the way that it goes, that Reshaim do not accept Ol Malchut Shamay, meaning they don't accept the yoke of God, they don't accept the Shekhinah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on themselves until things get hard. Reshaim don't pray to Hashem, the wicked don't pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they don't recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu until something goes wrong. When push comes to shove and things get hard, that's when they start thinking of God. Tzadikim on the other hand, no. Even, especially in their happiest moments, they're thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When they're wealthy, when things are going well, they're constantly thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They're constantly thinking of Hashem. That's when they're thinking of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not only when things are hard, but especially when things are good, is when Tzadikim think of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The wicked are the opposite. When things are good, who's God? Well, I did it. I did all of this. It was all my accomplishments. It was all my hard work. It was all my brain. It was all my doing. It was all the meetings and the late nights. I did, I, me, 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 me. Right? And then as soon as chas v'shalom, everything goes sour. Why God? Why? Right? <laughs> exactly. It's like, to blame the finger, they find God. But on the other hand, when things do go hard, when things go bad, that's when they think of Hashem. And sometimes in those moments, that's when they really do teshuvah. That's when they talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It shouldn't be that way. So he says, So now he says, Bnei Israel always accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu in every situation. Before things go hard, so to speak. Right? Before things are hard, we already accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's who we are. We don't have to wait for things to get hard to like all of a sudden wake up. Chas v'shalom. Right? So he says, Kabarat ol malchut shamayim shelema nikra chafhe. He says, the acceptance of God's presence and acceptance of God's yoke of glory is brought down in Sepharim, which is pointed to as Chaf He, or Ko, as it is written in this Pasuk. Ko Amar Avdecha Yaakov. Ko, Chaf He, the number 25, is represented by accepting Hashem's Malchut, kingship. How so? Because that is the amount of letters that is in the verse of Shema Yisrael. When we say Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Ahad, every day when we say Shema, what's the kavana that we're supposed to have? We're supposed to have kavana that with these words I am accepting Hashem's kingship. Many poskim hold that if a person says Shema Yisrael without having that kavana, they have to repeat Shema. They have not done the mitzvah of Shema. The mitzvah of Shema is Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shamaim, is the acceptance of Hashem's yoke and the mitzvot. That's why we say Shema. Why is it that when a person, after 120 years, they say, as soon as they're about to leave, they should say Shema? Because at their last moments, they're accepting HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Amitut, Emet, and their kingship. And every moment in our lives, we accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kingship. How many letters are in the sentence of Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Had? Chaf Hey. Right? So Yaakov Avinu, he says, was sending a message to Esav. He was telling Esav to do Teshuvah. He was saying, The 25, acceptance of Hashem's yoke, Tell him to do the 25. Tell him to now accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kingship. While things are good, do Teshuvah now. Don't let things become bad. Why? Ko Amar of the Chayakov, because I've already said it. Amar of the Chayakov. Ko Amar, the Chafhei, 
I've already said in the past tense. Meaning, I've already, I always have already accepted with the hardships, I accepted. Where did Yaakov Avinu just come from? From suffering with Lavan and all the hardships. And then having it rich. He went through all the ups and downs. And he's saying what? In all of that, Ko Amar Yaakov. I only said Ko Chavhei. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. The entire time I accepted Hashem's Ol Malchut Shamayim. So he says with that, Yaakov Avinu was trying to convince Esav to do Teshuvah. To come back so that the call for him also will be first and not later. For Esav to also understand that, hey, you don't want things to go bad and then accept Hashem. Accept Hashem now while things are good for you. And bring Amen.